situation. Now comes in over the Nashville line. Cuts in front of Stooge and scores! Welcome to episode 78 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast, presented by Fan. comes in with a right punch to the side of the head of Jari. That got reaction from all the Penguins as well as it should. And then Marshawn went as, you know, when he was trying to continue to go after Jari, he reaches up with his stick here you know, the mask of the Pittsburgh goaltender. With a history like Marshawn's, that's not going to help. Every time he'd wind up and the building would be full, everybody... Was ready for that. Yeah, and if you were standing in front of the net, you'd be ready to get out of the way. Here comes next to each centering coffee scores! Guys, it's a big day. It's currently Super Bowl Sunday. I'm sure we'll chat about that in a bit. But I think we might have a little bit of a quick story to get to. Like, Anth and Bri, you're together for this one? What's that always on? leads up to no good. <laughs> no, we kept it respectable last night. We didn't go to bed super late. Well, I didn't go to bed super late. And, uh, you know, we um, we drank, but we mixed in the waters. We kept it, uh, you know, copacetic. Everyone was good. And uh, we just had a nice, solid time with a few friends. Well, that's good. Yeah, it was a good night. There was... Uh... I guess maybe we shouldn't tell you how many people were here, but it was a good number. <laughs> and did well, hit. Don't worry, part, Ant, everything's opening up soon. Ant was part of a. Um, I guess the high, one of the highlights for him was he was part of a beer a beer pong team that beat me and my buddy. Uh, we forced three overtimes, and uh, his partner <laughs> hit this unreal trick shot that I've never seen hit. So. Yeah, no, we got to shout him out because it was insane. Yeah, it's, okay. it's Gianluca, is our buddy Gianlu. Yeah. He. Um, he hit this trick shot off of the wall and back underhanded off the wall into the cup. It was in just overtime. In, in triple OT, yeah. and then he went crazy and uh, yeah, led to the it led to the win. It was a, oh, I was gonna was say unreal. he should have just won it right there, mic drop, just like that well, should have won you it. Had to, you got to finish the cups. Yeah, I Joe know, hasn't played this. No, no I have played it. Played it, it just it was the trick shot. It should have just ended. It is my point. You think with that pop collar over there, he's wearing. He's been around the block a little bit. It's the shirt you that. can't undo. You can't not. He pop looks. It. He looks it's like he has shirt. a cousin named Vinny. <laughs> no, no, he is the cousin. Named Vinny. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Joe, Joe made this choice. He woke up. He said, "I could wear a t-shirt like every other day." No, I'm gonna wear this because it's this my Olympic shirt. Go down today. It's my Olympic uh, shirt for everyone that see this. It's my Vancouver 2010 that Olympic shirt. That's a no, Vancouver Olympic shirt. That's when I that's when I was over when I was over in Vancouver working the Olympics. Uh, that's when we still cared about the Olympics. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys watched yeah. any of it? <laughs> no. No. Not even a little bit. No. So little. Not even in passing. When, you know it's what? On, I purposely changed it. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be there has to be nothing else on but i'll watch if either the canadian or uh american women or men, men are, are playing, playing hockey that's it i'll only watch yeah. the hockey and the and the canadians or americans that's i it, haven't really. even seen like i've seen a couple games the women's games on tv i haven't even seen any men's game like maybe i'm tuning at the wrong time but like i'm not looking you know at a random time i've never even it's seen one men's game the women or 11 p.m yeah uh. the women's uh u.s canada game was was actually a, de- a really good one, obviously. Yeah. 
That and actually, the, even though the Americans dominated, they almost lost to the Czechs in the quarterfinals. The women That's did. That's wild. Yeah. So Canada just yeah. thumped Sweden like 11 nothing too. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. That was yeah. also yeah. quarterfinals. Yeah. Yeah. There's two teams. That's it. So. <laughs> and apparently the Americans are uh, pegging their the the American men. Uh, apparently CNN Pardon? and the media are pegging their uh, their victory over the Canadian men as uh, the miracle on ice. Really? In the in the round robin, they're comparing what? it to the how 1980 those, Miracle on Ice. When they're yeah. pegging the men, how big is it? <laughs> well, if they're making comments like that, yeah, that's oh, a bit geez. aggressive. Uh, okay, okay, let's let's bring it to North America here and uh, start the show the way same way we do every week. The fantasy players of the night. He wants to push the pace. He's got Tavares with him. He fires it, and Anderson got a piece of that. Back to Riley and Tavares. Marner circling. Tavares in front, firing it just wide. Riley the rebound. Anderson stopped. Marner scores. It's a late win in overtime. Okay, Monday night, we had Mitch Marner. Two goals and one assist and a win over the Canes. Marner's up to 40 points in 35 games this season. He carried an eight-game goal streak into this week. It got snapped on Thursday, so his shooting percentage is up a tad. But either way, Marner's an elite point producer, and it's crazy that early on in the year we were getting questions about whether to trade him or not, and we said, listen, buy low on this guy because he's elite, and you could have got him on a bargain if you listened. But Marner, Marner's right where we thought he'd be. Actually, He's probably gonna, he's probably, a, he's probably got he's a, more points coming. I was gonna say, yeah. he's like, I, I think he's adding a, he's playing with a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. I think since he's come back from injury and COVID and all that, and he's becoming a little bit more of a shooter. Yeah, he had set like in his game against Calgary earlier this week. He had uh, seven, I believe, seven shots just alone in the first period, or something like was, that. Oh yeah, that's right. I think he had period, ten yeah. overall, but seven in yeah. the first or something crazy yeah and i think the over under that i was set at like two and a half <laughs> he hit it in like within the first wow. two minutes <laughs> i think he said something too in the media about like uh, i just have the confidence to shoot now and yeah. i have the like the belief that i'm gonna score so you're seeing that i i'm i'm always curious with is he, trade value for a guy like him is he top top echelon could he could he go for a Matthews, a McKinnon. I know kind of McDavid and Dreisaitl are sort of on their own because they play off each other and they get whatever. I I don't think Marner's there. No? No, just because you're right. I mean, we like, should, he, he's capable of 100 points. You would think, honestly, he's like comparing him to a guy, let's say like Matthews. He uh, The only thing, Matthews I think shoots more, obviously. But you Goals. would think points yeah. is all Marner. Power play he, points. Power play points, they're basically the same, you would think. Yeah. He plays shorthanded. Matthews doesn't. More blocks opportunity, I guess you could say. Maybe Matthews uh, hits more and shoots more. So they're kind of very similar. They both play together. So my thing is, why wouldn't... What's holding him back? Why wouldn't he be in that consideration? I think the guy... I think the reason was the guy who has Matthews on pretty much... I think pretty much anybody in fantasy values goals a little bit more than they do everything else, right? So if you have a guy who could maybe score 50, whereas the other guy's going to get 25, that's a huge 
That's a yeah, huge and I'm not saying he is or right? not. I'm just posing the question because I, I right. just it's a good, it's a legitimate question because historically, points wise, they've Marner's always been higher than Matthews has. Yep, and he's given the same opportunity at everything. It's just he can't score like like Matthews can, right? I'd I'd have Marner on the same level as like Rantanen, Huberdo, uh, Eichel. I think like a high 90s point producer. I think that's kind of where he is. I don't think he's elite with like any yeah, given but Matthews season, in the past. Have, other than this year, he's been less than 90. It's, it's he hasn't been near it's 100. The goals. It's the goals with Matthews that are just worth mm-hmm. so much. Plus, Matthews yeah. mixes in everything now, really. Yeah, he. That's why I said, and I, and I prefaced yeah. it with saying he shoots more and he hits more. So yeah. Colquist, Yorkstrand, Voracek, one timer scores. Patrick Liney with a laser, a power play goal, his fifth in the last three games, and the Jackets have cut the deficit. Following night on Tuesday, Patrick Liney had two goals and one assist against Washington. Uh, Line has been a beast lately. He's got 12 points in his last six games, giving him 13 goals, 14 assists for 27 points in 27 games this season. Um, he's shooting a lot, which was clearly a problem last year because he's doubled his pace from last year in terms of shots. So playing like he actually wants to be there this year. And um, I'm going to pump your do? tires, Mikey. Okay. Because I think a couple weeks ago, if I'm not mistaken, three weeks ago, you had said something about Line A and you said, I'm not giving up on him or he's not, he's, I think he, I think he can recoup some of his play from previous years or even earlier Ooh. in the season. So Mike's like, did I? Yeah. I'm going to find that. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I do remember something about sticking about Line A because I, I'm playing him this week or these past two weeks in oh, another pool it. and it's funny, and I saw him, and I'm like, all I can think of is that Mike comment. He's not done. He can get it back. He can do that. Like, whatever he, whatever you ended up saying, all I know is positive and not to give up on him. And I, and, and lo and behold, he's doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah if actually, after I, all that, it, it wasn't Mike, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. I know. Can you imagine? No, I think Rewind it, it actually someone else. It. <laughs> well, we're going to find out. But I think it was because I remember riding him on FanDuel, like, Every night he played because I was waiting for it, waiting for it. So next time, that's gambling. Next time, just for everybody, Line's goals are coming. McKinnon's goals are coming, and who else? But yeah, they're coming. Pasternak's already started. You might have missed a boat on that one. Yeah, that's right. I remember riding it and losing with you too. <laughs> I'm hot right now. But. Yeah, I'm not. I didn't. I played it last night and didn't work out for me in the Flames game. Joe, just play Mike's lineup. That's that's why we have well, the account I went to, to play I, to practice I, what we preach. I saw his lineup, but I didn't. There was no contest for the three man available mm-hmm. uh, for t- last night and or on Saturday night. And then also the lineup he posted wasn't the one he was <laughs> boasting about in our group chat. It's true. I didn't play the same. I didn't actually play the lineup. I <laughs> what a loser. He changed yeah. one body, and guess who that body was? Blake Wheeler. He inserted, who had a five-point night, which we'll Wheelsy. get to it later. Wow. Right. Did That's you make anything right. nice off of that one, Mike, or what? It was a $3. Um, it was one of those $3 three-bands. Yeah. And I finished I finished sixth out of 119, and I won 10 bucks. 
You guys start playing yeah. like the twenty-five dollars. Yeah, entries. go big. If you feel good about a, a, an entry, it goes for anyone. Just, go, just yeah. go. I big. always Do feel. It. I always <laughs> feel good about it. That's the problem. So just start playing. Like, you're. Are you? Are you up on the hole? Yeah, I've been hovering lately. Sound too <laughs> I know. Doesn't, doesn't sound, sound convincing. Too I'm, I'm up start up. with like a five dollar, ten dollar one, and then go to like fifty dollars. You win big, you know. You might win big. You might win three hundred fifty bucks, and then we can actually. Talk I'll start. About it. I'll start playing bigger. Okay, I guess we're redone with line A. Or no, I wanted to pose a question to you, Ant, since you're a line A guy. Mm-hmm. Can he maintain a point per game this year? He's sitting at it right now. Yeah. Yeah, man, he's the guy. He's, I, I, I think so. I mean, he only had 21 points in 43 games last year, so this is a bounce back. I'm, but, he's but a bounce like, back, but I'm, I, I'm not confident in Columbus. You don't need to be confident in Columbus. Yeah, it's like how many, confident in the player, really. yeah, how many players have had big seasons on shit teams? Yeah, and, and you know what? I I got it. We were stroking Mike a lot, but I saw this comment because he was my first pick in our draft. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Stroking you, you drafted him. <laughs> I had to yep. stroke myself. Yeah, you had to yeah, stroke him. But I'm not going to stroke it for you. <laughs> Come on, Brian. You can stroke underneath the table for him. Come on. I'll stroke a lot of things, but not that. You see the table move a little bit. You, you see on. the mic and the thing jiggle or whatever. Oh man. Jacob Markstrom stops twenty eight. Jacob Markstrom, 28 save shutout over Vegas. It was on Wednesday. What he's doing this season is amazing. And that wasn't he's even 20? his best performance of the week. <laughs> really, I know. He's 20, 10, and 5 this season with a career high 2.12 GAA, a career best 9.26 save percentage, and of course, also a career best 8 shutouts, which is two back of Kippersaw for the franchise record. Where did you see that on Mike? Where did you see that, Mike? What? That that's that. The 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 Kippersov single season. It was everywhere oh, on that okay. night. Oh, okay. But Joe okay, makes it sound like he had out. that scoop. Yeah. No, 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 no. That was I, Joe's exclusive I, I, scoop. I, I, no, I thought he might have saw <laughs> saw it on uh, a certain programming radio program oh, on TV with my board. <laughs> you know what else I was told that night? And I think it was out there, but I was texted this from our buddy Spen that Markstrom has the same amount of shutouts as Montreal has wins yeah. this season. Yeah. Which is Montreal crazy. only has eight I wins. I kind of love yeah. it though. Yeah, it's that's and insane. when he when he played the Leafs a couple days later, and he had the forty six saves in that game, TSN ran on board, and I'm gonna butcher it a little bit, but it was something along the lines of the percentage. Of his shutouts that are wins, he's like mm-hmm. third all time or something like that. Like with twenty five percent of his, or twenty three and a half percent of his wins per- have been shutouts. Yeah, that's this crazy. season, and that's like the third best percentage in like well, NHL history. Well, you know, what he's for ratio twenty, doesn't he have twenty wins? Twenty wins and eight shutouts. So eight of his twenty yeah. wins are well, eight. It's more than twenty three percent. Yeah, but Joe's no. not good with numbers. We no, sorry, start. starts. Not of his wins. Starts. Yeah, sorry, was, his starts. Yeah. His starts. Pulling okay. it back. My fault. Pulling it back. See, <laughs> no, I knew it was he butchered. He said he was going to butcher yeah, <laughs> I said it was the best butchered. part. <laughs> but it is the win. It's a pers- his shutouts compared to his starts. Well, wasn't there, right, yeah. wasn't there earlier in the year he had that like week and a half where he had three shutouts in five games or something? Yeah. Was, yeah. That was him, right? Too. Yeah. Like, I mean, he started like, he. I think he started like 12 straight so far. 
or 11th Street. Like, it's some kind of ridiculous number. Yeah, and there's, like, three back-to-backs in there or something. Not much confidence with Vladdy in the backup. In the back well, I'm surprised. I think it's just Sutter, you know, old school. Like, Markstrom can handle it. Sutter's old school. I love it, like, though. Starter, it's go fantastic. up and do it back-to-back. You can do and it. you know, Markstrom, Markstrom's not sitting there saying, guys, I, I can't. He's feeling it, too. Put me out there every night. No, he, yeah, he's, well, a, like, he's a definitely 65, 60s. Uh, anywhere yeah. between 65 and 70 game start and he needs to for that team to be as good as they are right he's one of the best in the league yeah 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 we didn't give him any Vesna love last week but maybe we should have because yeah. he's uh in the conversation well calgary looks like oh. they're they're gonna be yeah. a, a team to be reckoned with so who knows what what the rest of the season can go and his numbers can go even yeah even yeah. better well calgary might be going after Tofoli. that's a yeah, I was I was out there this week. Take pride in that number one ranking on the PK. McAvoy, Studnika to Hala, robbed by Anderson. Mike, speaking of Vesna Love. Speaking of Vesna Love, thank you for the segue. We have Freddie Anderson the following night, thirty-four safe shutout against Boston. Um, like Markstrom, Freddie's having a career season to this point. 2.04 GAA, 929 save percentage, an incredible 25, 7, and 1 record. Holy. Eth, I know you had him as your Vesna, like you said. And remember earlier this year when you were in a you're in a pickle. Do you go with <laughs> Freddie or do you go with Campbell? And it was looking dicey at one point, but Campbell's fallen off. And the decision, the decision was a, a gold one for you. Well, in in hindsight, yeah, I think I made the right call, but I feel you like you might not get the trade value. No, I should. Uh, Why? Should. Why would? Well, he's like one of those names again that like you might not get a quality like one of the top tendies back because of his name quality. It goes back to the Marner thing. Um, right? I don't know if I did. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, uh, he's okay, he's in that lower. He's, like, he's not in the upper tier of goalies. I'll tell you that right now. I, He's in I that, disagree. That but you're not, you're not getting below. a top five goalie for him. Yeah. Well, okay, that, but who are the top eight, five goalies? Yeah, but Ring age off the top and five everything, goalies. you're not going to get him. Because by it's the time the, in three years... When you when the new manager has to deal him in a year and a half or whatever, he's going to be 34, 35. And by I'd then... Say there's so, only like, I'd say 30, there's only like a, two or three goalies I couldn't trade for him. Okay, hold on a second. How well, old is Freddie right now? That's the you're not getting. Shesterkin, I'm not getting. You're not getting You're not getting Shirksty. Probably not getting Markstrom. Could you get Markstrom? That's the question. Probably. Well, not. You, you okay, but, but you, you get, would you be happy with Soros? I don't know. You know, you but, would be happy with Jordan Bennington. <laughs> no, see, <laughs> if you talk about if you talk about Anderson versus Bennington, it's like you got one guy who's 32 years old. Move along. You would say that move they came along. into the, the season similar in draft ranking, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Bennington a little bit higher because of his age. But you got one guy having an amazing season. The other guy's struggling big time. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. The thing is, Anderson yeah, came but it's in. Projection it, Anderson came into the season. The Here's person. my point, Joe. Anderson came into no, the season. No, I'm not disagreeing with, with you. I just, I, 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 the trade value, I think his age hurts him a little bit. Okay, wait, listen, Leonard? let me finish my point. Yeah. Goalies are different, though, man. Like, the goalies could play until they're 35, and they're still. Really oh, even, good. even yeah, later. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but, but goaltenders so, that have injury history and. Man, Stop soft. knocking his value. I'm just. I think he just, doesn't want you to get. I no, 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 no. It's it's not that. I just like I'm. I'm no, putting. I know like, where I you're. I know what you're thinking is. Okay, no, no. Here's my point. He came into the season with high fantasy value. You know, because he's a good goalie. Obviously, he didn't have a great and season on the Leafs. 
but he's on Carolina. He's on a yeah. good team. And he's kept yeah. his value. And his value's gone up. It could only have gone up. Oh, he's it's for sure gone a up. He's that quality season, and Carolina's unreal. Like, And, and that's the thing that but I But all I'm saying, I think he's to, in that second the second tier below the elite. That's all I'm saying. That's, I think I think right now, but the, the thing that helps Anderson a lot is that he's on a, he's on a team that's known to be very, very good, and they play a, a, a style that's conducive to goaltenders having good stats. They don't give him any chances, don't give him any goals. So even a goalie that's average, which I think Anderson's better than average, but even an average goalie, oh, that team is. will prop him yeah. up, right? So you're almost trading for, if you trade for Anderson, you're almost trading for the Carolina Hurricanes as opposed to absolutely Anderson. You know what I mean? So yeah. Okay. But back to Joe's point, he said, yes, he's second tier after the elite goalies. You also said you couldn't get a top 10 goalie for him. You think no, no, 10 I, elite goalies? No, 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 I didn't say top 10. I said a top goalie. I didn't say top 10. I, I, I didn't say top 10. Somebody said top 10. Ryan said top 5. I didn't say top 10. No, no, no. I think Joe said top 10. I said top 10, 100%. Oh, we're we're rack it back. Rack it back because I don't think I put a number to it. And if I did, I apologize if I did put a number to it because I'm not saying 10. Redacted. It was misinformation. We got to put it in No, no, If I put a number to it, I'm sorry, but like... No, but Anth, right now, Anderson is a top five goalie without a doubt. But you're not you're not getting a top five goalie for him. Yeah. Without a doubt. Okay, but that- I just think projection, trade value, I don't know if that has if you're gonna get another top five goalie back. Let's say if it's the number five. If it's five is the number. We just saw Ovi get traded for a stud. Okay. Yeah. Let's roll with this goalie. Combo a little bit. Nothing okay. to say yeah. there. He's like, I got nothing. <laughs> no, I just. Uh, go, what's Mike got? What's Mike got? Let's roll with this goalie. Actually, this week. His head there a little bit. This week, I want to the four, the four of us. I want to compile a list together, taking everything into account. And I want to publish our top ten keeper league goalies Ooh. because I'm very <laughs> curious to see. So I think we got Vaz Shosturkin. We'll debate whether one or two. I think mm-hmm. that's pretty much set. Yeah, but then like. A in lot, terms of a, a keeper big, league conversation, mix. like let's say Jari or Freddie Anderson, who's higher? Yeah, because it's keeper I, league, right? I, right? Honestly, so I still take Freddie. I would say Freddie because he's not I, that old. That's the thing. I would you say could, so you, too. I think you've got a good yeah, like five, agree. six years potentially out of yeah, Freddie still. Yeah. And, and on, I think, the better team. I don't think the offset in age between Jari and, let's say, Anderson outweighs the team – the goal, like yeah. Jar, like like yeah. Bryce said, I think Bryce said it. Like he's not Jari's not so much better than Anderson. Like there, I don't think I'm he's don't even, even think better. Be my top 10 like that's top what I mean. I don't think he's even better than Anderson. So it's not like it's. What we're, I, okay, this I, is good. working against. Yeah. This is good. But this is good. That, we're gonna, we're gonna do this because let's I feel, I feel like everyone needs this. Yeah, this is yes. good. We need this. What's what's yeah. working against Jari too is that a, you have an aging team, right? It's a player. This is something we're gonna do a lot actually. It's a player on the up with a team on the decline, right? And whereas uh, uh, Carolina, there's no decline. Anywhere. Yeah, and watch us go so through this ranking, and then my rankings have Anderson number three. It's just yeah, four, 100%. and it's just like this is all mute, uh, mute. But like, I just like it's it again. It's just I don't know. We're gonna again, rewind it. Who when knows? You said he's not a top ten. You're gonna. I don't think I said ten. <laughs> And then when we publish this list and you put them at three, we're going to rewind it again and play it again. I'm just going to keep hitting you with it every time you make a comment. Oh, shit. Uh. Well, he's like one of those names again that like you might not get a quality like one of the top tendies back. Okay, so yeah, look out for that because uh, I'm 
I'm interested to see what, what that looks like after. Handman to Rudum, off the stick, here's a break, Stamkos in, he scores! Steven Stamkos with his second of the game! What a play, what a finish! Following night, we had Steven Stamkos, two goals and a 4-3 win over Arizona. Stammers up to 22 goals, 32 assists for 54 points in 47 games. He's having a great year, and mm-hmm. if you drafted him, you probably had him as a steal because... He came with an injury risk, and usually, you know, if you hit on that and he stays healthy, you get him at a bargain, and that's exactly what Stamkos owners are uh, dealing with. If the NHL had a Comeback Player of the Year award, would Stamkos win it hands down off the top of your heads? Like, he wasn't, like, know. everyone was kind of doubting him. I I never, I'm going to say I never doubted him, but it's a place of bias because I had to keep him going into this year, so I'm not going to doubt my own player, I guess. Like, I didn't. I, I've always liked him. I always he, yeah. he always knew he had it in him. It was always just whether he would stay healthy or not, and that was okay. it. Yeah, and so still, we still got a season left here. So let's just knock on wood that he stays that way. You're right. You're right. Thirty two years old, and um, we know what he you know, is. So it's not much to say that about him. But with that team, exactly. he's second in scoring. It's crazy. Exactly. Um, as Brian whispers stuff, <laughs> sweet nothings <laughs> in his ear. No, because we have the list of the of the uh, Tampa. Tampa skaters and their like points, and I'm like Hedman's with all that firepower on that team. Hedman's second in the team in scoring. Yeah, it's, it's all crazy. power he's play having, quarterback. He's also like just having a great. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> he's got. Uh, it's all he's has 18 power play points. Jesus. Yeah, he, has, he leads the team on that category. That's well, nuts. well, point missed 14 games, so yeah. points at yeah. 33 Co- and 34. Cooch missed. Cooch, yeah. But still, I mean, like Stamkos has 12 he's, more points than the next he, forward on the team. He's carried a load, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Shifley to the point, Morrissey, one-timer, Soros the save, rebound, Dubois was on it, and he still has it, over to Morrissey, Shifley, and there's the goal from the captain, Blake Wheeler, on the power play, and the Winnipeg Jets have their first lead. Blake Wheeler, the Jets decided to play. Two goals and three assists and a 5-2 win over the Preds. Wheeler's up to 26 points in 31 games. I know he's 35 years old, but watching him in the Jets, like I don't think regression is going to come until he gets like deployed differently. And being the captain, uh, he's such a big piece of that team. So like, I, I'm not willing to say that this is like it's not happening this year. I think he can maintain his current pace this year, um, even next year maybe. So. I, honestly, I like Wheeler. Again, maybe I'm a little biased because I'm an owner of him in a couple pools, but I don't know. I felt like this was coming. I've rode him and Shifley in FanDuel for a while now, and yesterday was the first time I didn't play Shifley. I could have cleaned up, but whatever. Yeah, they're not, uh, again, on Wheeler, they're not going to change his deployment with his, uh, you know, like the cap hit at what it is. He's makes 8-2-5. They're not going to change that deployment anytime mm-hmm. soon. He makes that for the next three years. So this year and and two more obviously. So yeah, I I I'd say he's like a a sixty point guy now at this point, sixty to seventy maybe going but, forward. Yeah, yeah, I think he's. I think but he's getting older, it's, so that'll that'll start going down. But that's where he is right now. Yeah, I I'm taking the high end of that, but yeah, I agree, seventy. Okay, that's it for the fans players of the night. A couple other guys here we got to talk about. A couple other things that happened this past week that I want to talk about. First, 
Um, I don't have it in our notes here, so I might be surprising you guys a little bit, but it's a good conversation. Vegas, um, Mark Stone, actually I do have that mentioned. Mark Stone's injured, and there's a lot of talk about potentially putting him on LTIR, solving the, the Golden Knights um, cap issues, activating Eichel, because by all accounts, he's and very, Martinez. very close. And Martinez. And Martinez, So right. both of them will, with Stone going on LTIR, both of them will be activated, no problem. So, like, on Instagram right now, and you guys have seen it, but we have, like, like three or four active conversations with people thinking, do I trade, like, do I go uh, trade Stone right now because there's a chance he might miss? Like, I'm scared. Like, I'm thinking if at this current moment, if news hasn't come out, anything different, you're listening to this, I think you explore an even trade for Mark Stone because I'm worried about this. It's, I think it's a groin. Correct me if I'm wrong. That they're or back. The I don't know the answer. Okay. I think it might be back because I think they said lingering issues. Yeah, so, so it, that's where I was getting at. So if it's lingering, they could just say, Hey, take a seat for a couple months until we get to the playoffs. And then we'll is revisit Stone this. Willing, is Stone willing to do that? He's the captain. He wants like, to play hockey, man. Like, yeah, no, I know, but if it's guy. lingering likes, if, like, if it's lingering and it's he's and also it's the captain. If it's mutually agreed upon, like, oh, I can't play at my best for, like, they're going to get in in that division. So it's not really, especially if they activate Eichel, it's more of a situation, like, could Cooch have come back earlier last year? Yes, a thousand point. percent. Cooch yeah, could have. so he did it. Or he yeah. was did it, but I think they're in, is in a different position. They had won a cup. He kind of knew, like, okay, I don't need to be here for yeah, us but, to be in a position. But that's what I mean. He, they've won a cup, so he didn't really have to like do it because they've already won a cup. So what? What that's does what it I matter? Mean, yeah. of, we're a stone. We're a stone. We're a stone. They like, want to win a cup, I guess. But maybe he's thinking like, well, we have a better chance shot. of me in the lineup playing winning games than without me in the lineup, and I want to. Well, we already know that they're going to make the playoffs. He's also the captain, like Mike said. So he's got like that, you know. I don't know. It's tough. It's gonna be interesting to see. It's tough because at the same That's time, why. it's like he's a, he's a leader, and as a leader, you might be like, Listen, "Take one I'm for the team." For the team, yeah. Take one for <laughs> so the it's team. Like goes both ways. Yeah. Oh man. So the, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm. They were talking I'm, uh, about that on uh, Thirty Two Thoughts, and they were joking about with uh, the LTIR shirt coming out and everything. It'll be two years in a row. So, could you imagine if? Uh, that leads to Vegas winning the cup. And then you have back-to-back years where star player was kept out, you know, potentially yeah. healthy. That's what I was alluding to, yeah. Will the league revisit the rules well, if that Because happens? you're basically circumventing the cap, right? Yeah, it's a loophole. Yeah. In a way that's um, not illegal to do so, but it's they're just using the rules against them. I know the league looked into the Weber situation at the beginning of the year. Like, if he was mm-hmm. legit hurt, couldn't play, go on LTIR or whatever. So they're looking into it is, uh, what does that mean? Who knows? But they're aware of it. So it's just a matter of if they can really do anything. Because if the doctors say, you know, they obviously have to have reports. If the doctors say he has a back issue, he can't play, or a groin issue, whatever the issue is for Stone, what are they going to, I don't know. Yeah. It's tough. We know doctors do a lot of lying, so it's. <laughs> you know, fill the quota. Fill the quota for the pot. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know who doesn't do lying though? 
Oh, Joe, you are on fire. <laughs> you, know, do you, know, you know who doesn't you know who doesn't do lying? I mean we'll we'll, we'll glance over that. But yeah. that's okay. You know who doesn't lie? You know who doesn't there do you go, stuff? that's better. As always, uh, this segment of the Fantasy Hockey Bros is fan- sponsored by our good friends over at Madge Realty Group. Their team services Hamilton, Ontario and all surrounding areas. Their focus is to simplify the buying and selling process in real estate. Uh, assuring all their clients are met with the highest level of customer sa- service and satisfaction is a true one-stop shop in the industry. With a keen focus on real estate investing, whether it's buying, selling, or leasing land development, their core focus is always client first. So check them out on Instagram, uh, MAJD Realty Group. Uh, Abdella and the team over there do some great work. And uh, thanks for the sponsor. Yes. They definitely don't do lying. Do <laughs> lying. <laughs> Do you think a parent would be more upset at their kid if they lied or they do lie? Well, when you say it like that, it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> if they do lying. If, if they, they do lie. lie. If they do yeah, lie. Okay. That backfired, Mike. Let's... Okay, <laughs> yeah, a couple things here. A couple, uh, couple firings this week. We had uh, Dominic Ducharme in Montreal gone, and we had Dave Tippett in Edmonton gone. Two, two coaching changes that we were kind of expecting over the last couple of weeks. So we'll bucket this because I don't really think there's... It's, I gotta, it's probably I gotta, the same conversation. I got a fun well, stat for that, though. Okay, go so, for it now, and then I'll ask my question. This, this, despite Sheldon Keefe not having uh, actually coached a full season in the NHL, he is now, I think, the seventh or eighth longest tenured coach in the NHL. Uh-huh. I, think he's the, just, I think he's the longest, him and... Uh, Oh my god, I'm going blank on the other one. Sutter? Uh no. Um in the Canadian division. Him uh, and oh, DJ Smith. DJ Smith. DJ there you S- go. Yes, you're right. That's that that was the other one. Yeah. yeah that's DJ the other one. It's it's crazy how like that like just look at the two coaches, two teams on very different ends of the spectrum, yet it's like everyone it's in crazy. between canned at least once. And it's nuts. Okay, when there's a goalie change what sorry, when there's a coaching change do you got like how does this affect fantasy hockey or does it like do you look into it more like <clears> are there players more than fantasy hockey I think uh, to be honest the only well, thing I, mean, I can think of like in. like for example the Edmonton situation Montreal I think is so far gone it might not help but, but okay like mention your Edmonton point because like, there is something on my yeah and I and right. I it was a good point that you made in your in your notes but I kind of was already thinking like that like. In the Edmonton scenario, Jay Woodcroft comes in, he coached Bakerfield, and he knows some players that he coached in the minors, mm-hmm. in the AHL. So, I mean, it it does help. So, guys like Bouchard, he's coached. Guys like Pierre he's coached. I'm missing a, maybe a couple others, but there they are the some... They have a relationship already built They have in, a relationship, right? so I'm not saying necessarily Bouchard is... He's more well-versed in Bouchard's game. So he could put Bouchard in different scenarios than, let's say, Tippett did because Tippett's old school. He wants to go with the vets and that sort of thing. So those sort of things, it could be worth taking a flyer on some of those players that the coach that has taken over coached in the past. Yeah, in that situation for sure. Like, look at, like, Bouchard. Like, I don't know, maybe it's a product of of the coach, like, taking over. But Bouchard is the top power play guy on Edmonton now. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. he's made Tyson Berry. I think he's Tyson Berry right now. 
I think I just give him a couple more games to make sure things don't change, but he's two or three games away from being droppable in all leagues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because if he's, not playing your top, if, you, if he's not playing your top power play unit, yeah, then he's really has no value. No. And like I would even Bouchard, actually consider, if I was Edmonton, I, that'd be one piece I would be willing to look to trade, if possible. Yeah, especially with the contract. Bouchard's value. In the real NHL, like, yeah. But his, like, yeah. Bouchard's value has a huge spike. So co- coaching changes, it, like, it, it depends, right? Something like that, where, like, the Bouchard scenario. You, I do think you need to pay attention for the first, like, three, four, five games when a new coach comes in. Because... Especially situations like I'll use Arizona as an example. If their coach got fired, I, can't, I don't know who it is on top of my head, but Journey. yeah. So you would look at something like that and be like, maybe the new coach is going to come in and, and Jacob Tr- Chickren's value is going to skyrocket because he's going to be yeah. finally used properly. Yeah. That's like yeah. when there's a when there's a guy who's sort of being held down by the coach. That's the sort of thing I'll look at yeah. when it's pretty and, even. And, like when it's even. When it's in a situation where it's even, like like the Ghost and Chickren, like. It's they're yeah, interchangeable. Yeah. Like that's a perfect yeah. example. So I think if we if we were to say like Bouchard probably got the biggest buff from the coaching change in Montreal with Saint Louis coming in. I mean that's a whole other conversation with Saint. <laughs> that's Louis. just like but, a crapshoot. You might as well give the boost to the thirteen year old kid that's from Montreal who okay. uh, who will try out for the team and might make and it. And look, and look, the closest thing to a thirteen year old kid Coffee. in Montreal, uh, small Cole. guy, is Cole Caulfield. And he has what? Two and goals Caulfield. already since, or one? <laughs> two goals in two we games. Can't call that's that Caulfield now. Caulfield now. That's the that's the FHB bump right there. Yeah, right? That's, that the, was, that's not. A coaching it seems like bump. everyone that's that we FHB ripped in our bump. in our award show is like doing something. Like we called yeah. Besser and Shifley most disappointing some or something like that. And like we they're gonna perform. It's good. We kick these. It's for real. Yeah, we kick these guys in the ass, man. Like they know. Caulfield they hear about the FHB. His, yeah, Caulfield went and tripled his goal output on the season since we oh, yeah. since I said that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean Montreal does play today a little, a couple, I think like an hour or so after we finish recording here. But big loss on the blue line. <laughs> yeah, Benny Sherratt. Well, apparently, Sherratt might, might not be out for long. But anyway, that's uh, more of a. Uh, trade deadline, trade deadline and real NHL thing rather than fantasy because he's not. Yeah, so I'm looking at Caulfield for the bump with St. Louis coming in, and so far he's been pretty good. Okay, and, and a couple other things. Uh, quick note on uh, Josh Morrissey on the on the Jets power play. He's the top guy right now. Kind of they've kind of been rotating between Pionk and Schmidt. So right now it's Morrissey, and he gets he gets value with that change. Goalies, okay, Campbell Mrazek. I want to touch on this a little bit because Campbell owners are probably a little bit worried right now because he hasn't been good at all. He's been picking up wins because the Leafs are so good, but he hasn't been great. And um, the Leafs are turning to Mrazek a lot more. How concerned are you? And, and and how are you navigating this situation? Two things. I think, is this a midseason kind of a slump? that like a lot of goalies will go through where they've they played a lot of games, they're just a little tired, they need the backup to run for a few weeks to give them a break and they're back? Or you think this is more of indicative of how it's going to go going forward? Because if you make the distinction either way, then that'll either settle your nerves or you're in full-blown yeah, panic you're right. mode. And I think we can probably talk closely to it because we're in the market. Like I think Campbell's better than better than this. I believe in him. Even though the sample size isn't very, like, it's not a lot because he's kind of only been doing it for, what, a calendar year? Maybe a little bit longer? Mm-hmm. 
like you said, he, he uh, to me, he's somewhere in the middle. He's not the 940, 950 save percentage guy. He's, he's not, not the sub 900. He's not, yeah. he, he's somewhere in that, and the season average, it averages exactly. out. His season average yeah. is what, 923 or something like that, I think it is? 921. Yeah. 921. He's somewhere around that 920 mark, give or take. It's, it's, I was listening to, I think it was one of the intermissions. I can't remember if it was uh, Sportsnet or TSNs, but they were talking about a different scenario, like Mike Smith. Mike Smith went back to back. Edmonton got railroaded in that second game. That led to the whole firing of Tippett, right? I don't know if, like, because he's coming back from injury and they want to get him going. So they just throw him in there. Get He wants to play games. Whereas they were comparing it to, like, the Campbell situation. And I think it's the opposite. One, the one take I was saying, uh, this guy was saying, I can't re- again, I can't remember which one, but yeah. they were saying that he has to play through it. He ha- they have to go with him. They have to roll with him and get him a good, give him a good stretch of games to get his game back. But I think it's more the opposite. He might be playing, have played too many, and now he needs a little bit of a break to regain his, his game. You know, practices, reps, yeah. this and that, confidence. Yeah, he played up. a lot. Like he played when a Razzik lot. Was kind of hurt, and they didn't really have a backup. He was playing a lot of games. So, and a guy that's not particularly used to that. You know, like I said, it could be just be. Look, he needs the backup to actually finally be. You know, take over for a little bit, or not take over, but playing every back to back, and maybe playing two and out of three games as opposed to you know, uh, Mrazek only playing once every three weeks. You know what I mean? Like he's. He needs to split that load a little bit more, give him a break, maybe take a few off days in practice, just work yeah. on, like, you know, skills and stuff and, and get back to your, your, you know, the way he was playing before. Yeah. Okay, uh, one question for you guys, quick. Answer yes or no. Vander Kane plays San Jose on Monday night. Ooh. In, in San Jose or in Edmonton? I think in San Jose. Ooh, baby. So, <laughs> question like around the table. Does he fight? Yes. I'm just trying to think of San Jose's roster. Who would fight him? Yeah, who does matter? he fight? Someone's gonna, someone's gonna do something. Although Somebody it's not hates like him it's not this. like he left there and like he was, like maybe you know you hear the rumors he wasn't well liked or whatever, but it's not like he physically like he was fighting his own teammates. So like I don't really know what the reason what the reason would be why he would fight. Which but. is very strange to me for two reasons. One reason Kane had mentioned it as one of his interviews, but or maybe his media avail about being really good friends with Thornton. And then also, um, Florida was one of the teams that was supposedly in on Kane. And who's on that team? Jumbo. And he would know very well what kind of shit went on in the dressing room behind the scenes with Kane in San Jose. So I don't know if it's necessarily... uh, You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if... I don't don't know what to believe with those rumors. Yeah, well... I think we all want to see a fight. Yeah. But I'll just I'll say no because I feel like I'm saying no. Too I think good. I think he's just gonna put up a. I think he's gonna put up a two spot. Oh, yeah. over under one and a half goals. Joe says over. I I'm guess. over. That's a high number. Yeah, well, yeah. it would be it would be point. It would be, it would be point five, five. But I think he's I think he's guaranteed over under one and a half be. points. One and a hey, half points. Fan, fan duel. He's a good play. Oh, hammer him! I'm mm-hmm. gonna, I'm throwing money on everywhere on him for it to score. <laughs> hey, goal. Okay, listen. Three man challenge. Pick Kane because you get the pims and you get the points. That's do you get little... do you get hits? 
Not in the three man. Yeah, oh. I think it's in the okay. single game. I feel like he's, get he's hits, just going to be throwing right? his I way love, around. I love how yeah, Pims maybe. is. You get points for that, even though it's in the three man. You get points for Pims. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so yeah, keep uh, keep an eye out for that. Um, some injuries this week. Some significant. Well, one. Yeah, some significant ones. We talked about Stone. Uh, Couturier is going to be out for the season. They're waiting to find out more about Ellis and Hayes. They said Hayes is 50-50. Ellis news will come soon. Just put him on a shelf. To, Who the hell cares? Yeah, I expect them both to be done. <laughs> Philly, it's been brutal for Philly. So, yeah, I'm not expecting much there. And then in Boston, we had the Marshawn six-game suspension that he's appealing. Um, so he's out of the lineup. Uh, Bergeron... Didn't look like much in that collision with Crosby, but head hit the boards with, though. That's yeah, what it was. They the said head, he had a concussion, a cut on the back of his head. Oh, was it, yeah, but you gotta mix in the yeah. concussion with him because of his yeah. past. So a little bit of concern there, and then of course Tuka Rask. We talked about it last week. We we thought this might be the case, and it is, and it and it was, and Rask is now retired. Bye bye bye. And Swayman rose from the dead, Undertaker style, and put up a shutout last game. So Swayman has significant value all of a sudden within three days. That whole Rask so, yeah, thing was Swayman's such like a, it's such, it was such a weird ordeal. That's like, he came in, didn't know he was going to play, played, played a few games, and said, nah, I'm out. Like, it's such an odd thing. It was probably the hip reacted differently. He injured it again of some sort. Yeah, he tried, he, I mean, of all accounts, yeah, he tried it and it wasn't, reacting the way he wanted and that was it what's great is that like in, in our league that we're all in together <laughs> there was a pretty big <laughs> trade involving him while he was healthy <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gee, I, who, who was in that trade i think i missed it uh yeah i don't have the i don't remember all the details on the top of my head but he was part of it yeah that's great okay week ahead we're still catching up on games played a lot of teams so it's all over the place here. There's a five game week from Edmonton, which is crazy. If you are a if you are a McDavid or a Drysaddle owner, yeah, baby, you're, yeah, you're loving this. Um, and and any any owners of anyone that's like these two schmoes, and, I got to deal with in my yeah. in our pool, <laughs> and they have one has McDavid, one has Dry, and they got it coming up yeah. this week. And I'm having a sick week this week, and then all of a sudden I look at your matchups. Oh yeah, I'm not gaining anywhere. Um, yeah it's quite the race but we have also four game weeks from buffalo chicago minnesota ottawa and winnipeg and one game weeks from tampa and new jersey and then a handful of teams that play twice so um, you're going to want to look ahead again this week make sure you can maximize your your man games because there'll be some of your players that just don't play very often heavy nights this week look more conventional tuesday thursday 18 teams in action one night 20 in the other night Okay, let's look at some players. Start with Edmonton, of course. As I mentioned, they're the only team that plays five this week. They're also the only team that plays both Monday and Tuesday. So you might look for an early week pickup. Uh, there's Puliyarvi, 34% owned. He finally scored after a 14-game goalless streak. But he's now on a line with McDavid and Hyman. So I like I like Puliyarvi this week. And then there's my boy Yamashiro, 6% owned. <laughs> He's playing on the second line with Kane and Dreisaitl. I'm sure somebody's going to pick him in the Battle of the Bargains. Spoiler, I will not. I don't care that he's playing five times. I hate him. I'm not picking him either. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then um, then we have Winnipeg. 
They play Wednesday and Thursday, so the following two nights if you want a mid midweek pickup. And they play four games this week, all at home. Chicago, easy one. Minnesota, a little tough, but then Seattle and Edmonton. So opportunity from goals on Winnipeg. I already mentioned Morrissey as a, as a decent option if he's available. Then there's Stastny at 6%. He's playing with Shifley on Wheeler on the top line. And then there's Adam Lowry, only for the, the point that on Wednesday night, he's probably going to get you some PIMS if you need PIMS. Uh, after what happened against Minnesota with the Felino knee in the face, Felino's going to be playing that game. So wouldn't surprise me if Lowry and Felino fought. Um, and then on the weekend, there's a variety of ways you can go since Saturday isn't heavy. So here's a handful of players I'm looking at. There's Dadanov, 10%. No points in his last seven games, but with the Stone injury, he's playing with Patches and Stevenson. There's not much info out on Stone like we talked about, but this could be a bit of a longer-term play if Stone gets put on LTIR and Dadanov is the guy on the wing with Eichel and Patches. Pretty good spot to be in. So if you're looking, if you're in a really deep league, Dadanov's available. He might have some value very, very soon. Um, and then Alex Tuck, 36%. Thompson, 32%. Skinner, 17%. That's the top line of Buffalo. They're being overlooked a bit. They've been very productive lately. And um, Buffalo on the weekend plays Colorado Saturday. Not the greatest, but Columbus on Sunday. So some of those guys can pick up a few points. Then there's Boldy. We talked about him last week. 23% owned. 10 points in 12 games. Or there's Greenway at 4%. There's a potential for for a lot of hits and and points as well with Greenway uh, playing on that Felino and Erickson Eck line. They play home to Florida on Friday and in Edmonton on Sunday. And then lastly, Dylan Strom. 13% owned. He's been very good lately and getting a lot of opportunity playing next to Kane. Chicago plays on Friday and Sunday. And four games in total this week. Um, there's also Hagel, who I, I did mention again last week a bit. He's maintained a top six role and, and a spot on the top power play unit. And in terms of goaltending, it was a tough week to find one spot start. But there's Eric Comrie on Thursday against Seattle. They are back-to-back, but um, they're both at home. So... Hey, maybe Hellebuck even gets that spot. Who, who that, that start? Who knows? But if Comrie does get it, Winnipeg needs to pick up wins. Playing Seattle, it's an option for you. And that's it for the week ahead. Battle of the bargains. Let's roll. Who's up? I'm up first. We're still because Ottawa still has to play today. Oh, that's We're that's not. leaky. That's leaky because you're gonna win this week and you get first pick. That's BS. I might. Okay, win this okay. Week. Six time win over there. Relax. <laughs> yeah, but Mike, <laughs> if you know you're gonna win, let's just. I'm know. not. I don't know. I'm gonna win. It's it's close. Formington also has two points or something or three points. Oh, I got Mercer. Mercer could still win too. That's right. Yeah. Okay, I am gonna stick with Brown again. I'm gonna roll him over to next week. Wow. Connor Brown, nice. 19% owned. It's a bit of an asterisk on this pick. A rollover. Go ahead. Who's next? Who's next? Um, it's Brian. Dylan Strong. Oh, Aw, you bastard. Ah. <laughs> that was both of our picks. That was yeah. my guy. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> you can take the other guy in Chicago. That's all right. Oh, Doing man. Doing a little better. Dylan Shit. Strong was also 13%. So. 
just letting you guys know where my head was at there. You know what? I'll go Yamamoto. Oh, Yamashiro. Yamashiro. There's got to be one guy. Just out of spite from Mike. You love the five gamers, you know? It's true. And Joe? I'm going to go Jeff Skinner. I'm going to go with my plan. I was debating between him and Hagel, but let's go Skinner. Okay. Yeah, I I think that's a those four are good players. Jeff that I Skinner, think. not Stuart Skinner. This is going to be a good this battle. Is like, this, this week. is one I of the know, this yeah. is one of the first weeks where the the fringe uh, listeners might actually know all the four players we just set. So that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. It's Super Bowl Sunday. We do this every year on Super Bowl Sunday. We make predictions. The Super Bowl is going to be probably over, or hopefully not, by the time this comes out. So people will be able to laugh at us and say how off we are, yeah. how yeah. shit we were. But let's go for it. So let's make some predictions on the Super Bowl. Who's winning, I'll boys? Go first. We'll keep the same order as Battle of the Bargains, I guess. What the hell? Doesn't matter. <laughs> we can have the same answer. <laughs> I'm going to go with 21-20 for the Bengals. Wow, upset wow. city, eh? Whoa. Okay. That's my prediction. This is tough. This is tough. Um, I usually don't do this this early in the day. So <laughs> um, this is not going to be the winner. But I'm going to go 33-27 Rams. Mm-hmm. I will go 23-20 Bengals. Wow, you guys losers. pretty close to <laughs> twenty eight. Would you say twenty one twenty? Yeah, twenty eight. Right there, he's twenty one. Rams. Ooh, me and Joe okay. both have the Rams. Right. Rams covering. Yeah. Okay, boys. I want to see the Bengals get it done. See, I, in in real life, Aaron I'm Donald's gonna rip that taking team the apart, Bengals and I'm buying a point to, for them to cover. But I don't. I think the Rams are gonna win the game. Yeah. All right. Should be good. Super Bowl MVP, Joe Burrow. Well, if if you have them winning, then it's if you have be the it, Bengals, yeah. it's gonna be Burrow. You know what? I'm Joe going Bur- Mixon. Oh yeah, Mixon. I'm, going nope. my, I'm going. I'm going with my guy who was snubbed, snubbed, absolutely robbed of the MVP honors. Who? Cooper. Cooper? Er, Cup. Ooh, wow. Of coffee. I'm so going off gonna, the board. He's going to have 12 catches for 172 yards and two touchdowns today. I'm going off the board. I'm going with a defensive MVP, Ooh. Aaron yeah. Donald. Wow. Okay. Brian, if you got Cooper Cup's stat line correct, that would be <laughs> insane. Even if I'm like within just a couple of either, I mean, that's pretty good. Come on. Give me yeah. that. Okay, no, good. okay. Now that, that was just the appetizer. Who wins the Waste Management yes. Open today? That's oh. a, that is even better than the Super Bowl. Well, I'm out. <laughs> take a beat with that. But I'm you know also who's going to win? Xander. My guy. Xander. I was going to say X-Men. He's going to win. I was going to say X-Men. It's going to be fun to watch, too. I would like Thigala to win, too. That would be pretty cool. That would be cool. But if you're okay, not a golf fan, people listening like this, that this is the tournament to watch. This is the tournament to get you yeah, in. To and it's golf. honestly, and it's just the fans are just gonna be going nuts. Yeah, the fans go crazy. Yeah. I think Cantley does it. To be honest, I think Ooh. he goes on a run. Although I really want to see. I don't even know that Taylor Gooch win because who doesn't like seeing Gooch's Taylor win? Gooch? You know, just a big old yeah. Gooch. There. What about seeing Kepka win with that freaking? 
blonde hair. Blonde. Come know. on, is he blonde? No. Yeah, you'll see. That's okay. Funny. Any other okay. any other predictions you want to throw out there before we wrap? Uh, give me something. I'm in the mood. Okay. Okay. Joe's gonna go have a plate of linguine after this. Oh, <laughs> oh definitely. That's sure. a yes, yes, guy for yeah. sure. And he's oh, also uh, gonna Brian. go. He's gonna go wax his Mustang, and he's gonna go. He's gonna go put beard oil over himself, and then call his uncle Sal. I call his uncle Sal, and then say, Yo, "Okay, come. here's my next prediction. Brian is going to become the North American Tinder swindler." <laughs> I've only heard about show. that. I haven't watched it. Oh, I haven't watched shit. it. You guys gotta watch I haven't it. Wa- I've heard. I know of it. Yeah, watch it. Watch <laughs> it. I uh, okay. my uh, yeah. I haven't watched it, but I heard it's like it's super bad. It's super creepy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's ugly. Um, so check that out. But let's let's bad. go here. Let's wrap, guys. I hope you enjoy the Super Bowl or enjoyed the Super Bowl if you're listening to this after. Good luck in your pools this week. We appreciate the support as always. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care. All right, guys. Take it easy, guys. Ciao. Buenas noches.